What's good, everybody? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again with another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, good to see you as always, my friend. What's going on with you, homie? Living the dream, living the dream, another beautiful day in paradise. A little let down, there was no snow out here today, but you know what, at least we're one day closer to the weekend. You know what though, if you want snow, you can have it. Cause I'm telling you right now, I don't want no parts of that. Like I told you before, I'm out here in sunny Florida and I, I, I gotta say, I never have to worry about buying a snow shovel again in my life. And I am a-okay with that. Okay. Wrong with that. Wrong with that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm straight chilling out here. Oh, bet, man. Yeah, we got a full slate ahead of us. So let's just keep it going. Oh, bet. And we want to start, start start off with some random, you know, fun topics. Usually before we get to so. our usual NFL, NBA kind of you know, things we do, normally do. Uh, you had a kind of interesting one you wanted to bring up quickly here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. America, let's, let's try to have a little taste here. Okay. Uh, story. Hmm. Out Is that of, the right word you want to use? Taste? Now? I mean, <laughs> a, a sour, it's a sour one. I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> oh the, the Portland pickles uh, had a mascot Twitter takeover where they introduced their new mascot, Dylan. The pickles obviously this is an individual who looks like a pickle in a, in a, a suit they got the dodgers colors whatever what have you and he obviously seems to be their new marketing guru sends out a selfie photo that he said was supposed to be him giving a thumbs up with a label that says new phone who dis and it's very suggestive that he might be talking about the wrong pickle for a mascot, uh, to which the team immediately terminated his employment because they were concerned that he might have been uh, disingenuous in what it was supposed to look like. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe we can do better. You know, America. Uh, so, so first of all, for everyone who doesn't know, the Portland Pickles are a collegiate wood bat baseball team based out in uh, Portland, Oregon. And yeah, this image that he put out on Twitter, like I said, a suggestive image, sort of at least to say was, like I said, basically from his torso down, sitting, I'm assuming he's sitting in a chair. Like I said, he's a green, you know, kind of pickled mascot. And there's a little thing at the bottom that's just sort of sitting upright, if you will. Perched, perched, <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Like, did you really think he was gonna get away with this? This is just this is just a good funny, funny, funny fun take here. This is this is this is me never going to HuffPost ever again, but you look for weird <laughs> news, that's what you get. I know, I'm telling you, man. Um, and other un unrelated news, did you see um the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets assistant coach touching the basketball in the middle of the play the other night against the Washington Wizards? Just this ridiculous. is <laughs> It's ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and you know, it, it's a little laughable incident, I think, right? 111, 105, six point game, very close. And the last thing you need is a turnover to just give the ball away. And, you know, the, the head coach of the, the, uh, Washington, uh, wow, I said, said the, well, I said the Bulls, Washington Wizards came out uh, mm -hmm. and said, you know, in my, in my, you know, 30 some odd years of coaching, uh, I've never seen a ref not catch somebody randomly on the sideline touch the ball with their hands yeah how did they not see that happen i mean it, you know honestly the, the the commentary about how there's no mechanism around being able to review that that's just nonsense mm -hmm. we can you can mm -hmm. you can stop the game and talk and let's like come on guys right. we can't let that slide i uh it's unfortunate that it happened with a team like the brooklyn nets who needed a win on the road uh you know wouldn't hurt for them when you have the injuries that they're dealing with right now mm. uh and while i will <laughs> this harkens the days of the nfl lockout and the refs saying that a person who caught the person who caught the ball created an interception 
you know, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's, or I think it was a touchdown in that case. Um, I don't know. That was, that was poor by the refs. The refs. I mean, it was so blatant. Poor. It was so yeah. blatant that what yeah. happened yet they didn't call it. Uh, it's just, it's like another thing where the refs are kind of almost determining a possible outcome of a game. And we're going to get into some oh, Sherman. They would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into some referee possible miscues here in a little bit when we talk about uh, some football, but before we get into that, another take on the Brooklyn Nets, and it, once again, it involves Kyrie Irving. I know we've talked about Kyrie numerous times, but I don't know if you saw um, first take on ESPN the other day, Obed. Your boy Stephen A. Smith got into it with Jay Williams when they were talking about Kyrie. And Stephen A. has been strong on his stance on Kyrie Irving. And who has who's recently come out and said he is not changing his stance on the vac, on his vaccination status. He is basically saying he's not getting vaccinated. He's, down, he's out here chilling, which means, as you know, he cannot play in, in any indoor arena in, in New York, so he can't play any home games in Brooklyn Nets or any court away games at, uh, at the New York Knicks at, at MSG. So he's missing, already missing half of the season, as we know. And he, but yet the Nets seem to basically reverse course because at one point they said, "Yo, you either all in or you're all out." Now they're kind of giving way to like, you know what? All right, fine, we'll let you rock. And it's be, I think it's just because, you know, they need him to play. So my thing is, it's like they're just kind of giving in and acquiescing to his desire to, like, you know, play whenever he wants to play. He's basically a part-time player right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. I just, like, when I with Kevin Durant out for a couple of weeks with that sprained knee and hurt and hardening is missing games, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It's to me, I feel like he's letting his teammates down because he came, he told, he, convince KD to show to go to, to Brooklyn okay and you're now you're not even being out there with your teammates so I, I don't know I, I just think it's they got to figure something out man I was going to ask you a question but here I'm going to actually gonna make a statement myself here Obed and I'm going to say uh, I'm going to give you a you right you mad statement here and you tell me this the, the, the Nets will either release or trade Kyrie Irving before he ends up getting vaccinated. Sherman, you mad. I don't know the numbers associated with it. Again, it's all coming down to money. Who would take his contract? You know, I, I don't know about releasing because you don't want to take that cap hit. He, even in just having him in away games, gives you something that you're not getting from him that at home games. Well, then and what happens in the, when it comes to playoff time? You can't play those two or three games at home. Are you? I think. Me? I think. I think he. I think if they make it to the playoffs, I think Kyrie changes his tune. We'll see. We'll see. I respect his decision. If he wants to be an anti-vaxer, if he wants to go all the way with it, that's fine. That is his choice. That is right as an American. You know, whatever, what have you. He's mm -hmm. doing it in the most respectful way, where he is abiding by whatever rules are there. He's never oh, I'm, been. I'm, you know, uh, I'm not saying anything about against it. that. I'm like, that's his yeah. choice. I'm just saying is. He is not there for his teammates. He's a part-time player, as Stephen A. Smith would say. Yes. Now, I will disagree with earlier. Stephen A. Smith is not my boy. I do my best not to consume his content because so much <laughs> of it is hype. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. I look at Stephen A. Smith and I see, you know, unless it comes drugs. to the Cowboys, because it's just straight, straight entertainment. Okay. It does it. That does nothing for me. I can, you can summarize that they, you know, what happened happened. Like the defense played great, a few bad plays and miscues. Uh, a team that can, you know, San Francisco 49ers who kind of thought that they could come out here and do whatever they wanted on the ground offensively, which they have been able to do. They just needed to find a running back that could do it. And, you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, no, are you mad? I think he's just going to play for them when he can't, when they allow to play for him. And then when it gets to playoff time, I think maybe he might end up making a decision because that's when the chips are on the line. Like these are, I think he understands as well as anyone else. These are just regular season games. We all know who's going to be there at the end. Like, let's not kid ourselves here, <laughs> especially yeah. coming out of the East. Coming out um, of the East, you, yeah, you know. But Sherman, you right, you mad. The Nets release or trade Kyrie before he becomes vaccinated. Yeah, you're right. I, was, I think they do. I don't think this will continue for another year or two years, whatever the case is, whatever their contract is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and shame on the Nets for allowing it to even happen. You can't – this is not a – like I said, this is not a part-time job. This is a full-time job. You yeah. need to be there. You know, not, I'm not going to – you need to be there for your teammates and they're in your team. I mean, now I'm not saying Kyrie's a bad player. You all know he's spectacular. He's a superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he's one of he's one of the best in the game. But you are you are in this game to win. That's why you came into the NBA because you love the game the bat the game of basketball and you are there to win. You're not there to just play whenever you feel like it. This is the same dude who took off when the riot uh, took off work because when the riots happened at the Capitol. He's always out for some reason. He takes off. He takes. So he's missing an action whenever he feels like it. But yet everyone else got to be there and be there and showing up and showing out for their team. Okay. Everybody else ain't Kyrie though. That's the problem. That's when you have those kind of players, what do, you have to deal with those and kind what of do, things. What do I always say? Your best ability is availability. Yeah. You can be the best worker on your job, but if you don't come to work, they ain't going to need you for too much longer. That is fact. They will replace you. They, they will, will replace, replace you. Exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. You could be Tom Brady. You could, you could be. I don't know about all Aaron, that. Uh, okay. Be <laughs> okay. Because it, you're not replacing Michael Jordan. Trust me, the Bills, tri- the Bulls tried, did work out. He came back, saying. they started winning it again. But <laughs> I'm just saying is, if you're not able to be at work, then why does your work need you there? They will replace you. Hashtag just saying. Just let's, saying. Keep it, let's keep it moving, Obed. Uh, let's get to our usual NFL talk. Uh, I was going to recap the divisional round of the playoffs from last weekend. Uh, first up, the Raiders lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, 19-26. to Alvin Cincy. This is actually a pretty good game. Um, Joe Burrow played his play pretty, pretty decently. Um, so did Derek Carr. He was a little bit inefficient with the football, but wasn't too, too terrible. Um, quickly, just I guess your take on the game and how far do you think the Bengals can actually go? I don't actually think the Bengals can go very far if this is the way they're going to come out and play. I expected them to, to quite frankly, um, make more plays than this with the offensive players and pieces that they have. Now Mm -hmm. they racked up a ton of yards. They scored touchdowns. Uh, They were, they were okay on the ground. Um, It was, I think it was hard for them to kind of get things moving, which I think will come into play uh, next week for them when they go and play the Titans. Um, But, you know, I think the Raiders should have won this game. I think that there was a whistle blown before that touch that uh, pass was caught. So that play should have been blown dead. Right. Um, Right. And, you know, I think we, they, they don't end up getting that six that they need. Uh, um, that being said, uh, you know, tip my hats to the Raiders for coming back to the playoffs after the drought that they've had, you know, especially to the Cincinnati Bengals for coming back. I, I, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, I think it was another poorly officiating. I don't think, and I think that officiating crew is done for the postseason. I don't think they're post they're, they're riffing another uh, game this season okay. postseason. So. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting Cincinnati to, win by more, you know, put up, put up more numbers. Cause this, you know, high flying offense now with yep. Burrow and, and, uh, and chase in there, even, yeah. 
even with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and such. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati got the got the dub. Good shout out to them. Like you mentioned, they're going to be going to Tennessee next week. We'll we'll get to that in a few. Um, the next matchup: the Patriots at the Bills. So bed. What happened to your past, baby? The old Bills, they just ran all over these dudes, winning by 47 to 17, Obed. I mean, speak on it, man. Let me let me know what, what happened. Because you were all in it on Patriots. What expect whatever after what happened in Buffalo a few weeks ago when the Patriots we had Mac Jones went through the ball three damn times. Oh, yep. the Patriots got the Bills number. The Patriots got the Bills number. Yo, Buffalo ain't nothing. Where my man Josh Allen came out here, threw over 300 yards and five touchdowns, only got four incompletions on the day. What's good now, Obed? Talk to me. Talk to me. You know, the, the thing about people who win games who don't often win big games, they feel like they've done something because they beat a rebuilding team with a rookie quarterback that has no but You weren't saying they were a rebuilding team last week. You were saying, oh, Patriots all day. But now I said that you lose, I said the Patriots oh, know how to play this team because they have better coaching they know how on to play the Patriots sideline. They know how to play this week. No, it's offense. It's offense. Hey, listen, I'm not. I don't need to yell. I when the Patriots <laughs> win, I'm happy. When the Patriots lose, oh, it is. I'm what just it saying. Is. Listen, I'm just saying because how you were going all in on the Patriots and talking what? crap about my Bills. That's all I'm saying is I don't, I don't think the Bills are as good as people think they are. I I will talk, talk, speak on their record. This is a team that lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's calm down. <laughs> Yo, it happens, bro. Let's remember who we're talking. This team has a majority of their record is based on them beating a bunch of bad teams. A bunch of bad teams. Yes, the Patriots used to uh, sharpen their teeth on the AFC East as well. I'm not going to say neither here nor there, but we know those teams in a vacuum hey, you, are bad teams. You forget right? that your boy Tom Brady lost to the Washington football team earlier in the year. That's a bad team. That's with, earlier in the year with, with Tyler Heineken, with Tyler Heineken, Heineken beer. Like, come on. Well, I mean, listen, you're talking about Tom Brady losing too. This is about the defense, not being able to stop the offense. That's on the other side. Right. Like it much goes down to us thinking about Jacksonville beating the Colts. Right. Like mm -hmm. when the quarterback can't get it done, they might be able to do some things well, much of the same way when the quarterback was one of the reasons that they weren't getting things done in the, in the, through a pick, then he had the fumble, you know what I mean? So, you yeah, know, yeah. I, Matt Jones go, did not have a good game. Well, while, Mac Jones and he's a what do you expect from a rookie in the playoffs what <laughs> okay I have to pick my team I have to pick my team but let's be honest here he didn't have to throw they if this team with Tom Brady probably has a shot to at least not lose by 30 points but okay. did the Bills show us anything by winning this game by 30 points every this, I talked about this last time the teams who beat the Patriots think they won the Super Bowl and you haven't done anything yet I, listen, I mean, <laughs> I remember. Remember, I'm on record saying that I don't even think the Bulls are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Before, remember that before. So, all I'm, I'm just talking about this one game. I'm talking about this is a game in a vacuum that we're talking about. How you were saying that the Patriots should come out with this one, with this one easily over Buffalo because they beat them last time when Mac Jones only throwing three passes. Well, he yes. threw 38 passes in this one. He threw 38. And, he, and, and now he's, it's going to work out well. Okay, you just exactly. can't keep up with the offense. You can't keep up with the offense. Maybe they had uh, weather on their side that time, but you know this same team was out there and didn't get it done. So mm -hmm. you know I don't know what the difference is. Buffalo couldn't get it done in, uh, in that game that time. They got mm. it done the last couple of times. Good and for them. Yeah, and Sing Singletary looked good. You know, 16 carries for 81 yards. Now that they've committed to him. Now they've committed to him, yeah. Yeah, this is what I like to see out of the run game. You know what I mean? Because I've been on record saying, you know, I don't think Singletary ha has, is the answer. But if he, if he runs the ball efficiently like this, 
then okay, let's rock out with him. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, keep it, keep it rolling. You know, exactly. You know, um, I mean, I, good I to guess, see Dawson Knox is healthy, five yep. forty-nine and two touchdowns. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I just I'm always tempered with these things that happen with the Bills because they had it, it's it's such a range of outcomes mm-hmm. for them, right? Mm-hmm. They could come out flat, or they can come out and get crazy and th- score a bunch of points, right? right Do right, they come right. out flat against the Chiefs? I don't think so. But the quarterback they have, this defense practices against every week right? They have a uh, Josh Allen type-esque player who, and some fast guys on the outside, a tight end that can make a bunch of plays. They, these They're going to be very evenly matched, so I think that's going to help them in the long run, but right. in this game, I mean, you know, you got to tip your hat to them. Congratulations, you won. It is one game. I think, you know, I think people put a lot of stock in seeing the name the Patriots. This is still a team that is rebuilding. This team with Tom Brady on it, ton mm-hmm. of pass catchers everywhere. Defense can actually make take some picks. This is a dangerous roster. Uh, yeah. Rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. The Patriots will, will they'll be back next year for sure. You know, probably in the same same similar position than they were this. You know, that you know, get getting get a playoff spot. You know, possibly contending for that AFC East title. But yeah, this is a Buffalo team that I, I've been waiting to see. You know what I mean? That that high flying offense. You know, we we what we had last year putting up putting up numbers like this. So I'm I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen next week against the Chiefs. But let's keep it rolling, no bed. Um, next up, the Eagles and the Buccaneers had a you know semi what close game. You know, Bucks came up with that victory, Stop thirty-one it. to fifteen. Stop it. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, they were up thirty-one nothing going into into the fourth quarter. You know, but I think by then it was already over. Um, yeah, the Bucks. You know, Tom Brady just doing whatever he does. You know, as kind of expected. In this one, I mean, what was your take on this one, Obed? Any did you see anything different in the Buccaneers that you may not have seen before? You know, how can they kind of keep this momentum going? I mean, they got some fantastic running from Keyshawn John, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, excuse me, a bunch of great plays from Giovanni Bernard uh, yeah. as a runner and as a passer, as a catcher, excuse me. And if for me, it just I there was no this is why I have concerns about expanding the playoff field because I didn't need to see Philadelphia come and get busted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have just had an off week, honestly, <laughs> than rather come out here and just run the score up and control the game for three quarters. Like there was, is no need for any of that. Uh, I will say on the opposite side, Dallas Goddard looked great. Devonta Smith, I wish they could have got him some more opportunities. There's no reason that you'd not thrown the ball to him a few times every uh, snap. Oh, that's right. Uh, you don't throw to him because your quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts is great for fantasy football in the he, rushing, he, but he is Devon, just Devontae had 11 targets and only one behind Dallas Goddard with 12, you know what I mean? Leading the way. So it, he, it took until like the third quarter for him to start seeing a few targets. Like if that's, you're telling right. me you got him 11 after half, he probably should have had 20 in the game all, all, all said and done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah. I know t- 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 he was our number one draft pick for a reason. Yeah. He's your number one target. I won't even say that he's like, I forget the draft stock. He's the best wide receiver with hands on that team. He needs as many targets as you can give him. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree yeah. to that for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, but um, it was, it was a good to see the run game with the Bucks, Like you said, with Vaughn and Bernard being that Leonard Fournette was out. I'm not sure. Is, is Fournette, has he been cleared for this week's matchup uh, going to I, the uh, divisional round? I do not think so. I don't see, I haven't seen anything on that. Um, do I think that they're going to need them to beat the, the Rams? I think they might, um, but we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, another matchup from the wild card weekend, which I have a great deal to talk about here. San Francisco, Dallas. Man, we all saw the ending. We all know the controversy, what have you about it. Let's get into it. Well, as we know, the 49ers won that 23 to 17. 
um, you know, Dallas getting the doors blown off him up until that fourth quarter. Coming down to the end of the game where with 14 seconds left, Dak Prescott decides to run a QB draw, get down to about the 20-something, 25, 20-something yard line, tries to spike the ball, giving the ball directly to the center and snapping it, but not remembering that the referee has to first spot the ball and then the clock runs out. Obed, I will let you go ahead and give me your take on that last play, the last few seconds quickly and you know what's your take on the game and then then i have, i have plenty to say about the dallas cowboys <laughs> yeah it's bad clock management uh bad two minute drill offense um from the the which is not uncommon for teams of mike mccarthy that mike mccarthy mm-hmm. coaches uh mm-hmm. they are just bad clock management bad understanding of what you need to be where you need to be what you need to be doing at the end of the day Dak should not have one he shouldn't be ripping the refs or agreeing that other people are ripping the refs or commenting that it's good that people were ripping the refs uh he should have handed the ball to the to the ref so that the ref could spot the ball. Then he could have spiked it. Honestly, if he was going to do that, he should have had another play lined up that they immediately went right into. I mean, there was mm-hmm. so much confusion that it would mm-hmm. have been just, hey, I would have got, if you got an opportunity to just chuck one right then and there right, and make it right. the last play, then go ahead. That defense is tired. Maybe you, one of your guys makes a play. Uh, but, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, and really, you know, this is a, a story of the defense not holding, not being able to deal with Debo Samuel. Really, at the end of the day, Debo has just come out of nowhere to be this hybrid destroyer. Even in offense. the run game, you know? Yeah. I mean, aside from the last 14 seconds, which I'll get into here in a little bit, the fact that the Cowboys gave up 169 rushing yards, gave up five sacks completing less than 60% of the passes, running for only 70, 70 yards, and committing 14 penalties. Aside from all that, okay, the fact of the matter is this team is all hype and they're run poorly. Name me another team in all the four major sports where you have the owner, the president, and the GM as the same damn person. None. Everything, the coaches always change, Obed. The quarterback has changed. The running backs have changed. The receivers, the defense has changed. What has not changed is the owner, the president, or the GM. Jerry Jones is what is causing the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone wants to put it on the coach, on Mike McCarthy. You know what? The they changed coaches before him, for him, Jason Garrett, before him, back in the day, you know what I mean? You had Wade Phillips and these guys, and they've all gone downhill. They haven't, the Cowboys, Cow, and the, what, what worse, what's worse is the damn Cowboys fans. They've been talking about, they've been going to the Super Bowl for the past 27 years and haven't even made it to the NFC title game. The Cowboys have gone 11 straight playoff appearances without making it to the conference title game, Obed. Okay. 11 straight and no conference title game. All right. The Dallas Cowboys in the last 25 seasons have three playoff wins. Mark Sanchez has four. Okay. So I'm tired of all these Cowboys fans talking. You know what? They're probably, they're getting ready to say it. They're probably not saying it yet because they're a little, still a little salty about what happened last week, but I guarantee you give it till next week. You're going to start hearing, you know, we're going to the Super Bowl next year, right? You know, we're going to the Super Bowl next year, right? Stop it, Cowboys fans, wherever you're listening. Stop it right now. 
Okay. Try not, I try not to let these people live for free in my mind because they are, <laughs> they're, they've got a troubled past and they're probably going to have a troubled future. Um, I do want to tip my hat to Zika Elliott, who played through a partially torn PCL for most of the season, mm-hmm. you know, suffering of the, the still. So now we know what's the reason why he wasn't running the rock like usual. You know, and I mean, I didn't need a reason. I didn't need a reason. I felt like he was still the number six running back on the season in fantasy football numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he did he please a top 10 running back in the league with mm-hmm. a torn PCL. Imagine if he'd have been healthy. Uh, he had an amazing two man uh, 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 pass protection play uh, in that game as well. That was just insane. I think he took out Fred Warner. At any rate, um, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys. I'm sorry for a bad boys fan. <laughs> but damn, I mean, this is one of the high-powered offenses we were expecting to see, and they just got shut down. Man, I mean, look and look at Jimmy G. Sixteen or twenty-five. Think that that the Cowboys got shut down. I mean, Dak they had two hundred and fifty yards. I think the the team and they didn't had, score. They only, they were down twenty-three to nothing, twenty-three to seven going into the fourth quarter. You know, where was the team that was putting up 25 and a half? You know, I didn't, I don't think that San Francisco made plays when they needed to, but I will, I, you know, Hey, you, you scored points all three quarter, all three uh, quarters leading up to the fourth. Fine. Mm-hmm. Didn't score mm-hmm. any. You were just playing uh, possession. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. There's a couple bad plays here or there. You know, it's, it's insane. You look at the numbers. People just were, I mean, I, I appreciate seeing Amari Cooper having another sighting, but you got to give C.D. Lamb way more. Where's C.D. Lamb? That's, that was me, my thing. And One I mean, you've given Cedric Wilson, you know, that many opportunities. You, and, and I don't really agree with. Uh, Cedric Wilson was targeted twice as many times as C.D. Lamb was. You did, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. I mean, Why? that's, 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 there's CD lamb is your bread and butter. And if he's oh. getting that kind of coverages and he's hit, you have to just play the ball to him and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, probably Pat bad coaching in this. They haven't had a lot of <sighs> game this, scripts that have worked in their favor, but yeah. this was, this was a poorly, I know it's a poorly ref game, but I mean, I, I know it seems like, you no, know, I might be hitting on the cap, but this is such, they are a talented, talented team on both um, sides of the no football. Doubt. No doubt. They should have, Definitely beaten this San Francisco squad and been into the next round here. I mean, like I said, this is a talented, talented team. They're just run poorly. And again, it goes from the top all the way down to the bottom now. They're talking about how Mike McCarthy should be on the hot seat. You know, uh, it can't be Kellen Moore calling these plays. That QB, that's not that last play. Let's just, when, before we move on, that last play, you can't put that all on Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore. I think it's on yeah. Dak Prescott too. He didn't yeah. have to do the QB draw for one. And he two, had Tony he Pollard on the outside. He could have he could have yeah. tossed it outside. And even if he did, he didn't have to run the whole way down, all the way down to the twenty-five yard. He could have stopped at the thirty and saved yeah. an extra second on the clock. Yeah. No, okay. you're right. I, I think he, that he there's he a lot. He went down sooner. Poor decision making. Poor decision making. That's on, there, on that him part. for not knowing to get the ball to the to the umpire to spot the football. That listen, that is something that it, he talks to Mike McCarthy every day. Mike McCarthy is an offensive minded head coach. If there's anybody who should be reminding him of these things because of all the other things on the hey, we're not, on, we're, it's not the first time we've heard a quarterback not understand the playoff rules or the implication of some of the mm-hmm. rules. That's where the coach comes in and fills that gap, right? Maybe the players' blinders are on, hey, how do I, do, how do I keep this game going? Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why he takes off and runs, right? But that is them not being prepared for that situation. 100%. That's it. 100%. Lack of preparation. That's so that can be shared a law across everybody. Exactly. You know, let's keep it going. Obed. Um, next uh, matchup from the last matchup from the walkout weekend was the Steelers at the chiefs. 
Chiefs easily came out with this victory, 42 to 21. I mean, I think we kind of expected this. We kind of, we all did that. The Steelers didn't really have a chance. I think, hell, Big Ben even expected it himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know I mean, it's saying in his pretty conference. aware. Yeah. In his uh, press press conference last week. So, I mean, the Chiefs look like the Chiefs. This is what we expect the Chiefs, this high powered offense, putting up you know, these kind of numbers. Mahomes, 30 of 39 for 404 and five scores. I mean, Kelsey goes off. Tyreek Hill, you know, limited limited game, but, you know, but hey, he's still, but he's still, you know, caught a, caught a score. Uh, but yeah, Kelsey went 100 yards, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Um, should we? Is this the team? Is this the Chiefs team that we should expect to see in the, in the throughout the playoffs? Um, the Chiefs rolled on another bad team. Yeah. As long as they play a bad team, they're gonna roll. <laughs> if they play a team that isn't terrible, they're gonna have problems. So yeah. I assume that they're gonna have problems next week. Okay. I don't know if this is the team that we're going to see again, like I said, and for all of the people out there who love themselves some chiefs, look at who they beat this year. Look at what their schedule amounted to. Do not give me that they beat green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is not playing. Stop it. Okay. You know, this is the same team that beat up on Las Vegas twice over the last two months, uh, Denver and uh, the Bengals, like, and the Bengals, they lost, they lost, they lost the Bengals. you know, so let's, let's try, try to keep these things in perspective. I don't think that you, if you, if the thing that people keep refusing to do is to make sure that Travis Kelsey has problems getting into his routes and make sure that they that you are watching the, I hate it, it, to it, their it credit, the Dallas Cowboys. Remember that. It seems like everybody beats Dallas Cowboys these days, huh? <laughs> so, you know, I Got don't him. know how, how, hey, you know, I don't know what to say <laughs> on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are going to uh, continue to allow uh, somebody like Travis Kelsey to, to just demoralize defenses, you know what I mean? I just, that 48-yard touchdown pass that he caught from, from uh, Patty, just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's just not, that's just not fair. You have to get a hat on him. You've got to find a way to stop this man because he will put a dagger in you. If you let him, and people were finding out ways to stop him, okay? Yeah. Um, the fact that you let him throw a touchdown in this game, uh, you know, but they're going to roll. And I don't know. I, there's a lot of nostalgia about Ben Roethlisberger. I'm ready for him to be gone. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, you got, you got to give kudos to where kudos is, you know, is, is, is warranted. I mean, two-time Super Bowl champ, six-time Pro Bowler, uh, third most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history and the fifth most most wins as a starting quarterback. He's a future Hall of Famer. Whether you like it or not, he he is a future Hall of Famer all day, right? Yeah, really shouldn't be. We should talk about his personal life and then keep him out of the Hall of Fame. I'm all for that. But <laughs> do him like they do everybody else. I, I get it. I get it. We all know Ben may not be the best of dudes off the field, but the way you're judged, I mean, he can play football though. He can play football. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's I all I'm still saying. don't know if he can recover too, but that's fine. That's, we are with that. <laughs> yep. Let's keep it going. Um, oh, the last, oh, I almost forgot about the Cardinals and Rams game. Uh, this was, this was expected for me. I, I was, I exactly thought it was going to happen. The Rams are just going to come out and roll past the Arizona easily. They won 34 11 uh, at home. Matthew Stafford, Finally gets his first playoff victory. Give it up to Matthew Stafford. And even Odell Beckham Jr. gets a gets a win in the playoffs with Stafford. Odell, have we seen the return of Odell Beckham Jr.? Dude, I think so. He he's loving life right now in LA. He is loving life. He's got a legit high profile QB. You know, 
Um, this team has a solid, solid defense and arguably the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, again, um, you know, this was my pick. As we know it, I've said it numerous times, this was my pick to win it all. Now, obviously, they got a big matchup coming up this week in the individual mount, which we will get to here in a second. Mm. What was your thoughts on this Cardinals-Rams uh, wildcard game? Cliff Kingsbury is just outmatched as a coach. He is just not able to coach in games. Like, he has all of the pieces. He's got competent running backs. He's got speedy wide receivers. He has no idea how to utilize Rondell Moore. Mm. Um, he's, uh, you know, his quarterback just seems either, either not – the, the spotlight is too big for the, for him. He's not big enough for the moment, or he really is not as good as people think he is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Tip my hat to Matthew Stafford's coming out, still balling. He missed four passes, had 202 yards on 13 cap passes and scored two touchdowns. I mean, he just shattered uh, the, uh, the roof there, the ceiling mm -hmm. for, you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's great to see him play. And tip my hat to Cam Akers coming back and having 17 carries after tearing his Achilles tendon in the preseason. Wow. Like that is a debilitating injury, but they seem to somehow he's, he's not human. He's not mm -hmm. human. Um, yeah, this is a deadly team. This is the kind of team, you know what? And I want to, I want to give a middle finger on behalf of Odell Beckham Jr. To all of his haters uh, who said that he was not here. Anybody who has the audacity to think that Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback just because he has some funny commercials, you're trash. Uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. is still Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and he is just going to keep grinding. I mean, it, you know what? It's funny. He's, he looks like he's having fun out there. But he looks like he's relearning what it means to be a high-profile wide receiver because the quarterbacks he's been playing with have been so bad that he can't even, like, there's there's something to be said about the maturation of a wide receiver and how that can happen when you're getting, you're catching relevant balls. You're mm -hmm. catching uh, a, a, a competent pass from a competent quarterback, right? There's something that can be said about, like, this is why guys like, uh, Ancon Bolden, who even though he bounced around the league, was able to continue on his craft and find a way to work with that quarterback, you know, and was successful in that. I just don't see it with with Baker, but obviously Odell still got it. And, uh, you know, four for 54 and a touchdown. And he threw a 40 yard pass in this game. He looks like the guy <laughs> right. from, from New York. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he definitely looks like the old OBJ. But I mean, going back to Arizona quickly, I mean, I'm wondering if Arizona has kind of reached their ceiling. I mean, eight consecutive drives resulted in either zero first downs, a fumble, or an interception. Um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury looked like in the beginning of the year, looked like an absolute genius. And he had this team rolling. I think where they went seven to one at one point, you know what I mean? Um, I, I still think Arizona will, uh, I mean, let me think about it. They, they, they were a poor team last year, came back, bounced, you know, had a heck of a season. I think Arizona will still be a top tier NFC team for a couple of years to come. And, you know, I think they, um, got to see James Conner back out there, you know, didn't really run the ball too effectively. I think he, he has kind of resurrected his career. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Rams though, especially Matthew Stafford, um, like I said, getting his first playoff victory. Yeah, and I think this is the team that it can be very dangerous on both sides of the football to me. That's what it is, especially on the defensive side with the studs they have. So, but yeah, this is another good matchup. Uh, I thought another, excuse me, another good victory for the Rams here. Yeah. Let's get into the next set of games. Oh, Ben, the divisional round. Um, first up, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Who do you think is going to win and why? 
Uh, I think it's going to be Tennessee. Um, and again, you know, we talked about how we are hoping to see uh, a, a revival of sorts of the ability for this offense to just kind of fire off, you know, the, the uh, Jamar Chase explosion, the T Higgins explosion, the Joe Mixon explosion, the Joe Burrow explosion, I think is what we were expecting, uh, keeping that offense going to keep that defense off of the field for them. Um, but in this game, you know, Tennessee, I mean, if they're seeing, you know, things are sounding very good about Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is back, I think that could pose a very large problem for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense. We're talking about a player in Derrick Henry who through six uh, postseason games has 670 yards on the ground on 136 attempts uh, and three touchdowns. I mean, he's just running over people, you know, uh, those two uh, postseason games, 34 for 182, 34, 195. I mean, just, just a, dangerous player to have available for you at this time of the season where running is important yeah i don't think he has not been officially cleared for this game as of yet i think that's going to be the deciding factor i do still i still think that cincinnati has a has a shot even without um derrick henry returning for the titans um you know it all depends upon the health of not only aj brown but also julio jones the other side of the football but I'm going to go out on a limb here, Obed. Um, I'm going to say they have more than a shot. If, if Derrick Henry doesn't return, he's not at full strength, I'm going to say Cincinnati wins it just because of the offense is a little bit better. I'm going to say Cincinnati wins it. Um, like I said, if Derrick Henry's out there and he's able to run effectively with the ball, they're able to give him, the, you know, give him, you know, 15 to, to 19 touches, you know, you know what I mean? I think yeah. they can, the Titans can take it. But without that, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say Cincinnati. That's going to, that's going to be my pick. Yeah, they have the offense on their side, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, pound for pound between the wide receiver core, the running back position, the tight end position as well. I mean, it just, exactly. they've got the firepower to keep them going. So yep. I, I would expect them to win, but I, if they can get to have a healthy Derrick Henry, I think they've got a chance. Next up, San Francisco at Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is actually 0-3 against the 49ers in the postseason. Uh, but you know what? I think he gets his first victory this weekend because he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think the San Francisco team is poised enough to be able to stop this this offense, especially then with, with Devontae Adams. Um, yeah, I think the Packers will win it because of because just because of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So a question I have is on that 0-3, uh, let me just look at Aaron Rodgers' postseason numbers here. So the last time he played them was 2021. No, excuse me. It was not in 20. It was uh, 2019. Um, now, gosh, a part of me doesn't want to discount the fact that the head coach at that time and the head coach currently have a lot of history together, right? It can't come down to, well, LaFleur is just coaching from the notes of the Shanahan coaching tree, but that maybe is could be the the case, right? Maybe that could be the reason. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from uh, from the Packers. Again, it's hard for me to count out Aaron Rodgers, knowing that Devontae Adams is healthy. Uh, they've got Aaron Jones healthy. Uh, they've got uh, uh, Dylan AJ Dylan healthy. They've you know it seems the wide receivers are coming around. MBS is playing a lot better than he has in the past. Um, there's a lot more trust there. And I feel like LaFleur has come into his, his own finding ways to at least keep them competitive, if not win games that they probably shouldn't win through the course of the season. 
I'm going to pick the Packers as well to win this mm-hmm. game. San Francisco could come in here, run around and get their doors and, and blow the doors off of the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we Aaron 0-3 in the postseason. The first two matchups, I think we're back in 12, 12 and 12 and 2013 seasons, back when Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback of the 49ers. Yeah. Completely um, different team, completely different mindset. Oh, yeah. So oh, really yeah. Can't, yeah and then the last one, like, yeah, it was a couple of years ago when the, yeah. when the Niners beat them and they went and the Niners ended up going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and then Jimmy G again, and Jimmy G was in that one too, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Aaron Rodgers possibly getting another MVP this for this season to back to back. I think he's just unstoppable right now. And I think the 49er, I mean, they think the Packers do roll in this one for sure. I'm going to say they're Packers. I'm going to say 30 to 23 Packers in this one. Okay. okay. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's, you know what I mean? But they, they will, we need to, maybe the Niners get like a late score to kind of get it a little bit closer, try to get yeah. an all insides kick to score again. And, but they don't recover Packers went 30 to 23. That's my guess here. You know, the last time these two teams played, it was 27 to zero coming into half coming out of the half. And then going into the third, it was uh 34 to seven. Mm. Um, I'm, they, they, San Francisco knows how to come here and play them and run all over them. And running is something that the Packers have struggled with. I hope the defense comes to play mm-hmm. um, because they're going to see everything in the kitchen sink from the Charles Shanahan playbook. Um, I am saying that if the Packers win this game, it's going to be a dogfight, and they're probably only going to win by like three. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll see how that goes. Um, next up, Los Angeles at Tampa Bay um cali versus florida this is going to be a good one for sure i think honestly this is probably the one the best match above the weekend even though we're not talking i don't know i don't want to describe it to my bills or anything but this one is a, a, heck, a heck of a, a heck of a matchup here um man i got i gotta stick with la dude i got to like i said i i picked them to win it all so i can't really kind of bow out now you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i kind of got to stick with it um and it's it's going to be because of the defense i think the rams defense has more playmakers on their side than the buccaneers defense and i'm also even going to say it's because of the run game i'm ho- i'm going to see you know how sony michelle and cam makers do leonard fournette may not be playing in this one either again so mm-hmm. that's going to be a difference you know you don't have chris godwin on on the, on the for the bucks um your boy ab is gone as we know um yeah, I'm going to say the Rams. I'm going to say it's, but it's, it's going to be, the defense is going to be able to slow down the bucket. I don't think they can stop Tom Brady in the Bucks, but they're going to be able to slow him down enough to get the victory. Yeah, I got it. It's, it's tough for me to, to bet against Tom Brady. That was so much faith in what he's able to do. You know, Arians came out and said, hey, well, how are you guys going to play against the Eagles? Like, we're going to score points. Right. That's just what it's going to be. Um, can you say that you're just going to come out here and score points against the Rams? The Rams can have points scored on them. The, you know, Matt Stafford is uh, susceptible to throwing a pick six here or there. But uh, beginning of the season, you know, we were saying, well, how are the Rams going to keep up with the firepower that the Bucks have? Because the Bucks had AB, the Bucks had Chris Godwin, the Bucks still have Mike Evans, who you, uh, who people have forgotten, who have, uh, you know, will go out don't, on a limb talking don't forget about, about their offense. But no. Don't forget about your boy Gronkowski. Okay, Rob, Rob Gronkowski, they're getting plays from Cameron Braid. They've obviously seen that they can get plays from Keyshawn Bond. They just showed that they can get plays from Giovanni. They have a package for Giovanni Bernard to be able to do a few things. Um, they're going to score points. I'm not afraid of the ability for them to score points, but the worst defense is on the Bucs side, and you cannot have bad defense against guys like OBJ. 
You cannot have bad defense against guys like Cooper Cup. Mm. You cannot have bad defense against guys like Sonny, Sonny Michelle had his first run in the game against the the uh, the uh, excuse me the uh, Cardinals and got up smiling. It was like a I think he went for like a fifteen or twenty yard run and just got up smiling <laughs> because that is what he lives for from the pedigree of being a Patriot is we play hard, we run hard, especially in the postseason. And now you're telling him he doesn't have to do it in the cold. And the rest of his, there's going to be a bunch of lanes open because they got so many weapon passing weapons that you have to commit to them. Right. Yeah. It's hard for me not to pick the Rams in this game. So you're going, you're going against your boy TB 12. You know, I mean, Oh God. <laughs> Making you second guessing now. No, no, no. I said, I can understand why somebody would say, Hey, I mean, so it's hard to go against going, the Rams. Are you going Rams or Bucks? I feel like the winner of this game will win the Super Bowl. That's not a bad statement, but that's not the you question. That's not the question. You know, what is good? What is about to happen in this game? They're about to give up a bunch of points. <laughs> they are about to give up a bunch really of points. You really got here thinking here, folks. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks um, okay. because they've been here before. They know how to win. I'm not saying that because they, the other team on the other side hasn't been here before, that they don't know how to win. They've been here before. These guys played in the Super Bowl against Patriots in 2019. You know, these guys have, uh, uh, excuse me, 2018 playing in 2019 uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, these guys know what it takes to get it done, especially Cooper Cup. Uh, but you know, I, I can't not pick Tom Brady in this spot because that's when you lose your money. So I'm picking Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it goes. And of course, the last matchup, Buffalo at Kansas City. Obviously, I'm going to go Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to say because, they, again, I'm going to say it's because of Josh Allen and also that Buffalo defense. This is the number one defense in the NFL. And I'm going to say hopefully they can shut down Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Not as easy as it, sounds, as it may seem, but – Hopefully they get it done and Buffalo comes out with his victory. Obed, who you got here? Wildly enough, uh, the Bills have the worst defense, the worst of the two defense going into this game, which is ridiculous to me because the Kansas City Chiefs defense is terrible. They are just a team predicated on, hey, can we get the points so that the other team is on their heels? Uh, And I feel like that's going to be hard for them to do because this team they're going against in the Bills also knows how to post-score points so that they can keep their defense off off the field. Man, um, honestly, I haven't pegged that the AFC, the the Bills are going to the AFC championship game. That's how I'm looking at it at this game. Um, Just because, you know, while they're on paper, it looks like the Bills have the worst events. That that interception that I think it was Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. I think Micah Hyde made the interception. Uh, that Oh, in the, cor- in the corner of the end zone? Yes, that now was that was... Sweet. Wow, impressive that, that you know was, yeah, against Mac, the interception against the patriots last week yeah that oh was that was that was, impressive. that was, and if that he was can, one of the plays of the year for me i will agree i will agree with that now and if he can make plays like that against you know very lesser wide receiver talent and guys like byron pringle and miko hartman i think that they've got a, a chance mm. okay yeah. all right so we'll see how that one turns out uh oh bet i believe you had one last comment here you wanted to get on a you right you mad here for us right i did actually sherman you know not to do and because we're, we've gotten so heavy in the football uh i wanted to know you right you mad adding two more playoff spots didn't amount to more exciting football um, I wouldn't say, I, I guess I would have to say, Obed, you're right, because it didn't necessarily amount to more exciting football. 
um, it just and just gave another opportunity to another team, you know, another team in the AFC, another team in the NFC. So, yeah, I don't think it was gonna. I don't think it. Meant, I don't think it was even meant to be more exciting football. Um, I just think they were just giving other guys other opportunities. So I, I would have to say you're right, just based upon uh, your statement, uh, Obed. But I mean, I think it's good for the league. Yeah, now we have we talked about it before. We know we have 17 games now. Uh, we have seven teams each from each conference in the playoffs. I think at some point it will probably get to an eight and eight teams will be no longer a, a bye week at some point. Maybe it's maybe, I don't know, 10 years from now, who knows? Um, but I think it, why, why not? It's good for the, you know, it gives these other squads, you know, extra squads down the list, you know, who may have had injuries during the year. So their record wasn't as good as it was. And they get into the playoffs and boom, look what happened with the Bucks last year. Weren't the Bucks the sixth seed last year? Were the Bucks the six seed last the five, year? The six seed, because they, they, didn't, they didn't have home field advantage at all throughout the playoffs. So they were a bottom tier team. And look at, and they won the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, but that's the, I feel like the difference between a six and a seven is so varied, right? Because you're it, talking. It, it could be one game, Obed. It could be, it could very I, well be one game. But you're talking about the, the pool of teams that you're picking from for that last seed are literally losers, regardless of them having. Uh, a couple wins above 500 those teams are teams that when pound for pound matched up against most most times you're picking the other team mm -hmm. you know like i i mean i you know like i get it okay the buccaneers were the fifth seed they were the first wild card team the five the five seed okay they, they were, were the five, five seed okay. so they weren't okay. they weren't the worst right and then mm -hmm. you know arguably enough especially them being the five they were 11 and five uh, uh, five, five seed and that was because the saints won the division as a 12 and 14 right mm -hmm. so like i think you're now penalizing or you trying to, to reframe what the the bucks ended up doing even though the bucks played in a tough division really were just a, what one game difference between being the two seed or the fifth seed right. that it just kind of broke for them to be the fifth right they were mm -hmm. a, they were one of the best teams in the nfl at the time versus mm -hmm. I'm not trying to I'm trying to look at maybe the AFC standings and who was on the AFC side you know uh you know conversely the the sixth seed on the the uh the AFC side I'm pretty sure I made it to the AFC championship game because they lost no it was the Bills that no, the Bills it was the Bills and the Chiefs, and Chiefs. yeah okay so that side it was the Browns the Browns only went to you know the, uh, the, the one divisional round right divisional right. round so you know like I, I and the Colts was the team last year so the Colts made it last year suck did or excuse me no they didn't make it last year because there was only six teams uh they would have been the seventh team but this year they were also in the seventh team spot and then lost to the jags I mean, to me I mean they have to feel like they are not ready to play a playoff game because they have no quarterback help mm -hmm. they are hiding their quarterback <laughs> yeah we, we, we've been talking about carson wentz for a while now yeah I, I think the Colts definitely make a move, but hey, that's just my take. Um, Obed, I think that's going to do it for us this, this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to be uh, here with you once again. And thanks you for tuning in, folks. Uh, Obed, any last words for the people before we roll out of here? You know, uh, hey, listen, it's tax season. Make sure you get it done. What you need to do is you need to get yourself an LLC and then do everything that you have to do out of your LLC because you need that 20% pass-through deduction, right? Go get mm. yourself a tax guy, start manifesting those things in the future that you want, but always be business-minded. You have to be an entrepreneur in this life because no one's gonna make it for you better than you. It's not a bad take, Obed, I like it. Um, and for anyone else who's interested, UFC this Saturday night, 
uh, UFC 270 heavyweight title fight. Francis and Gano will gain. This is going to be a good one. I love some heavyweight title, some matches, man. I love some heavyweight matches. And Gano is probably one of the baddest dudes on the planet. This is yeah. going to be a good one for sure. I'm gonna have oh, a, I definitely want to check that out. Uh, everyone, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. Photo bed. I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.